Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. Well, thank you for joining us. So you and I had a talk last weekend. I kind of just gave yes. you a breakdown of you know what we do. Um, so this is Movie Talks and Chill. This is Patrick Wall. This is Gavin Butts. And I'm Tony Serrato. And we are your hosts. So, uh, you know. Um, Hello, just, host. <laughs> uh, so why don't you go ahead and just kind of give us, you know, in the audience, a background of, you know, what you do, uh, how you kind of got started, and, and we'll go from there. Oh, okay. Sure. I'm just going to jump right into it. Well, I I got started as an actor when I was six years old through um, my 20s in New York. And then I started writing. And when I came out to L.A. Um, about six years ago, I had written a um, a short play and someone asked me to turn it into a film. And I wrote the screenplay and then they asked me to direct it. And I thought, well, I'm not a film director, how, you know, and, and, and then I was on a conversation with my mom and she said, you say, yes, say yes. Why don't you think? And then I, I got on set and all of the skills from that I had acquired just had a place to go. And I was more in comfort than I'd ever been. And I loved it so much, and and here we are, four films later. I haven't stopped since then. Um, so um, this is my first feature, the one that we're talking about today. And um, yeah, so I'm from I'm from the Midwest, and then I went um, and got my uh, education in New York, and then now I'm out here filmmaking in LA. Very nice. Uh, what, <laughs> at what point or what year did you move out to LA? 2013. Okay. Very nice. How do you like it out there? I like it. I mean, it's, um, where are you guys? So we're in Florida, uh, St. Petersburg, Tampa area, more St. Yeah. Pete. Some people don't know St. Pete. They yeah. hear Tampa and that's what you gotta <laughs> say. So. Yeah. I know it because my uh, I have family in Florida, so I I like I loved visiting there. Um, but um, I like LA. I mean, there's a lot of space here, mm-hmm. so it's there's a lot of space in Florida too. Um, but coming from New York, it's it's the polar opposite. The energy is just in New York. You're just you feel like you have people and buildings and life on your shoulders, and out here. You, you know, it's just nothing but space. So it's a very different existence. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've only been out there to, to visit a few times and to check out the area, but uh, no, it is very different out there. So Yeah, you know. it wouldn't be too, uh, you know, wild for you coming from Florida because, you know, the weather's similar. Um, Florida is you can really relax and there's a, you know, some space, um, but people coming from really, you know, busy cities mm. feel like, Oh my goodness. What is this? There's, <laughs> there's no people in the streets walking and, you know, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's beautiful. It's really pretty here too. Mountains and ocean and 
Unfortunately, I think our secret's out because more and more people are showing up. Yeah, <laughs> down here. <laughs> I yeah, I heard. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, kind of give us since your feature debut, you said for this film that we're going to be talking about, kind of give us a, a breakdown, the audience a breakdown of uh, you know what it is, storyline, and uh, you know just a little bit about it. Yeah, it's about a young kid who um, is from a broken family and he happens he's one of these people that you know just picks up a guitar and music comes out of him and you know he's trying to kind of he starts a band with his buddies in high school and one of them has a a friend who is she she knows a lot of bands on sunset she just she's she had she has a lot of money she has her own beautiful place and she just knows the music scene and she says well just come out here and very quickly um they get picked up by a record label and you know he kind of gets lost in uh in in the lifestyle and he ends up um you know with this girl who was with the, one of his bandmates and makes a lot of mistakes and um, gets um, really caught up in addiction and a lot of the trappings of, of the music life and, um, and then not giving away the ending. He, he, he kind of goes on a journey to figure out what, what he's going to do. The first scene is him, um, jumping out the window of a, of a rehab and going on the run. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's, an, that's an eye getter. It actually draws you right in at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, how long, how long did this take to, uh, to shoot? Well, you're not going to believe me when I tell you seven days. <laughs> that's, that's insane. It was insane. And two of those days were the music videos. So there's two music videos in the feature, um, one of the band and one of uh, just the Ian Ford, our, our lead. So we really shot the whole feature in five days. And that's including on the PCH Pacific Coast Highway. We were in one of Elton John's mansions. We were up and down Sunset Boulevard. Um, and then we went into the studio and shot the the two music videos. So um, it was definitely an ambitious shoot, um, but we had to do it. We had to do it. We had to make it happen and we did. <laughs> so, that, that, so that was planned. You said, we want to get this done in seven days or was it just, you know, was it longer than you guys were able to just kind of crunch time it or how did that work out? It was just budget. It's just exactly what we had. You know, we, we, um, you know, happily had really good producers and they just said, you know, this is, this is what you can do. Um, I had a great DP, great art department and it, it, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it looks like what the budget was and I don't think it, looks like it was shot in seven days hopefully <laughs> but we that's exactly cool. they said if you're going to do this this is how what what you got to do oh, each nice. day yeah that's awesome and i i saw the trailer and so it 
yeah, it doesn't look like you had a low budget. It looked very well done. Thank you. <clears throat> no, you're very welcome. I'm not, I'm not averse to, um, I don't ever want to shoot this low of a budget again <laughs> in this much time, <laughs> but I'm not adverse to, um, those constraints. I mean, I think sometimes that's where the, at least in our case, a lot of creativity came out of that. And I think if you're, from what I've heard from other people, if there's too much time and money, sometimes it doesn't really go towards, you know, the actual filmmaking and you're not, you know, it's, it, and that's what I'm interested in is just staying in the story. So Oh, absolutely. And that's, so I, I know I told you a little bit uh, about us when on our call before, and we had worked with, uh, I, we knew the film commissioner of the area at the time. He actually took a, another film commissioner job in Dallas. So he, they were so impressed with him here that they put, yanked him out there. Um, and he was telling us, I think it was, what do you say, uh, 30% or, or 40%? They usually keep to the side just for yeah. distribution. Yeah. Is that number seem about right on, on your guys' end, or is that is that a correct number? Yeah, I mean, it, it should be that, but we didn't do it that way. This was gorilla. <laughs> this was gorilla style. I mean, ne my next film um, right now that I'm I'm looking for uh, financing for, uh, we ha I have a totally different plan where everything is going to be pre-organized. This was just, let's just passion motivated just like let's just go let's just go and then we we get to the net we get to post and it's like okay how are we going to get this money and then we um get to distribution okay how are we going to get this money it wasn't the way that I'll do it in the future but it was I don't know if I would have learned as well as I did had we not done it this way um, but your, your friend's right. That would be the proper way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just explaining to us. He's like, you know, a lot of these people, they go in, let's say whatever the budget is, let's say it's $50,000, million dollars, regardless of the number. He's like, they always advise them because they would, they do stuff where they do, um, like, uh, panels and discussions and workshops. And they would say, <clears throat> plan on keeping at least 30 to 40% of that right away. He's like, don't say we got this money and Hey, let's get this fancy card rent this for this scene you know it's like do it with what you have work with what you have and keep that as your distribution money but um so yeah that's that's just always his tip but i know a lot of people have done film guerrilla style which is funny you actually use that term because i've <laughs> i've explained a little bit to these guys what that kind of means can can you explain like your guys' style of guerrilla filmmaking how you got this done like what are some of the tips and tricks that you guys use well i think I think what saved it was the people, you know, if you, if you, I, you have got to have some trusted partners. And for me, it was so that the actor um, who played Ian Ford brought me the story. And so it was a really intimate process in the sense that he, he wrote this story, he played the character and then everything sort of, came from him um and then i got my one of my favorite dps matt halla and then i got a really good um producer so it was just i i don't know how to explain it ex except i guess guerrilla style is just 
it's your own guts and energy that is going to make it happen as opposed to some, you know, external machine that is pulling the strings, you know? Oh, very good. I just, I want, I, everybody's kind of got their own like terms of real, like yours is on the angle of the, the passion and the mindset of getting it done. And then you focusing on the people with you to trust and then you get the technical version of like the gorilla making where some people have like zero to no budget, mostly no budget a lot of times, <laughs> you know, instead of a rented track and dolly for a shot, they'll get PVC pipe and they'll rig up some kind of little wheel thing on a, on a, on a desk chair. <laughs> and they'll just pull that person down holding the camera, you know, with like the, the strap on there. Um, so, That's you know, you get it done. yeah, yes. <laughs> That's how, that's why we're specific. <laughs> We did that. What we Matt made created a dolly for one of my shorts um, for what one shot that has happened. But for this one, the money did go into making sure we had the camera we wanted and and the equipment we wanted. Um, so we didn't we didn't skimp on that for this one. But yeah, yeah. That, that's that's part of it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My apologies. Uh, could you let us know what the budget was? You said you didn't want to do a, a movement. Can you answer that? Um, so he's asking, can you hear us now? I can hear you, but not him for some reason. Isn't that weird? I don't yeah. know why. Personal lines or something. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, lean in then. Lean over me. Can you hear me now? Yes. Ah, yeah, it's got to be the way I'm angled towards the microphone. Um, could you just let us know um, what the budget was for this film? Because I know earlier you said you never wanted to make a movie with this low of a budget before, but it, it definitely didn't seem like you were on a shoestring either. Yeah, and I shouldn't say that because you never know. But we had um, we had 300000 for the film. And then, you know, there then on top of that, there were that we did a film festival year. Um, and so there were the, and then with distribution, which we were so I was just thrilled to get good deed entertainment and cranked up films films. Um and they there are a lot of costs that come with distribution too. So you know, um it kept adding on. I'm not sure how much it, it ended up being, but um yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. Thank you. So, what what do you think would probably be um, one of your the, the biggest challenges you had while you were you know shooting the film? Um, there were two. Um, I think one was that my lead. It was very autobiographical. It, it wasn't autobiographical exactly, but a lot of the the um, very personal issues that he was dealing with, you know, the actor was dealing with too. So sort of keeping him, and it was his first film, first film. So it was, you know, really keeping him, um, how do I say this, in a positive spirit was you know he was taking on a lot in in many ways and um 
you know, everyone else had done a lot of work that was around him. So, so that was, that was something that I really took seriously and, and wanted to make sure he was okay. And it was hard. It was hard to do that. And one day, and, you know, we only had one day when, when we were on the PCH, we had a ton to shoot and it rained, it started raining. Oh, no, I know. And I was just like, what do we do? And, and, you know, I, it was a gift really, because it, it looks amazing. And, and, and it, it was like, it was perfect for, um, for the scene because it was a moody scene and he had just jumped out of, out of rehab and he's walking down the PCH and it's raining and it feels great, but we hadn't set up for it. But Matt, who was such a skilled DP, I mean, we just got garbage bags and we were out there and we were all wet and in these garbage bags and we just made it happen. And, and it was amazing to see that, you know, we could, we could deal with that. Um, we, we were out on um, Sunset Boulevard too, and we didn't have a permit for this one scene. I mean, we had a permit, but then um, one of the actors, I let them improvise a lot. And one of the actors, what they were, the, the band was out giving out flyers to people to come see their show. And they were so in character that people were really believing that there was a, a show. So it was was so cool. And I was like, this is, this is so great. You know, this is that I want this in the film, but every time they would give out a flyer, someone would say, Oh, you know, start talking to them. Oh, this looks great. What kind of music? And they would answer and everything. And then the person would walk away. And so the PAs were running after them and just getting releases. Can you sign this? Can you sign this? This is a movie. This isn't a real band. And so (laughs) the PAs were, Kimberly, what are you doing? And and the producer's like, go get, you have to go get a release. You have to go get a release. And then one of the actors just spontaneously, there was a TMZ bus that, that came by and he just ran up to the T- TMZ bus and he was like, hey, we have a we have a show tonight. And the, everyone on the TMZ bus, they were tourists in L.A. They're like, hey, great. And they started taking the the flyers. And that is in, in the film. That's in the film. <laughs> <laughs> that is super cool. It was, oh. it was rock and roll. You know, it was a rock and roll um vibe so I really wanted to allow for those spontaneous moments mm-hmm. um, and we needed them and we got them so that's fantastic yeah uh, I wanted to get a, a dig in a little bit about because I, I, I've been to your website yeah you know, I've checked out some of the stuff you've done and you are an acting coach correct yeah when okay. I can yeah nice <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> kind of when you're when you're teaching or you're coaching these these actors, I'm assuming it's all age groups, or do you tend to stick to a specific age group? Or yeah, I I had um, I've taught all. Now I teach more people that are working um, okay. in film because I'm really focusing on um, directing and you know coaching 
them. Um, and then I teach workshops too. Uh, but yeah, I've taught all ages and, and you wouldn't believe, um, the performances you get out of young people. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> what, what would you say is like your, in, in all the times you've done coaching and, and teaching acting, has there been like, like a real big aha moment with a particular student or, you know, someone you've been coaching where maybe whether they were good and then they just blew up and were even better, or maybe they were struggling. And then they just had this moment where they have captured a scene that just put you in awe. Is there a moment you've had like that? Yeah. And I, I really, at this point, it's become an expertise because I've been doing it for so long, but those moments tend to come when the actor really makes the story their own. So they really, it's as if they're the character and it's, they, we find something very personal, a personal connection. So as soon as it becomes personal, then everything they say and do feels aha. And it, it becomes very original and it becomes you know, something that no one else could duplicate because it's like, it's, you know, it's your, your expression, your life, your point of view, your behavior. Um, so really, you know, I have a lot of techniques to help. That's my passion is working with actors. I'm, I'm obsessed with character and character driven work and and you know really helping them to to step into it um and i you know i think actors are undervalued i you know if you think about it no and i know it's easy to say well no they're not they get paid a gazillion dollars but that's like one percent of all actors in the world you know a lot of times you know, on film set, if you think about it, there's no movie without the actors, I think. So for me, I like to really build everything through the actors work and um, their relationships and relationship with the story. That's really how an aha moment's going to happen if it's if it's becomes personal for them. They just make it their own. Yeah. Yeah. And also personal. So if it's a story, you know, about like you're, you know, you're robbing a bank to feed your family. You may never have done that, but when have you been in a situation where you had to do something to, to help people, you know, that you love that was dangerous and like digging in and mining that and really finding it in yourself so that you have a real parallel to, to what you're doing. And then we can see that in your eyes and we can feel it, you know, the urgency and in what you're doing. And, you know, that's, in my opinion, that's really what great actors do is they, you know, they find some parallel situation that really gets them into that world. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, no, <laughs> you didn't hear? Only when you're on the mic, I can't hear you. Oh, okay. 
He was, they were saying like Hugh Jackman and Les Miserables. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm really into, you know, the, I liked, I, for this movie, I watched a lot of Cassavetes. Um, you know, I, I love the movies of the seventies with Al Pacino and, um, De Niro and, um, you know, I, I like, I like movies th that feel really, uh, visceral and raw and real and yeah. <laughs> kind of like, um, <clears throat> almost like, uh, like the taxi driver. Like that, oh, that should be fun. Love it. <laughs> Yeah. And he's, you know, Robert De Niro, you know, he wasn't a taxi driver, but he went and drove a taxi and he really put himself into that, into that situation. And to me, that kind of work is always going to move audiences the most. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Actually, you kind of started uh, bringing something up that I was had a question about is, is there throughout your time, whether before you get into film and or during where you like your inspiration, is there a specific uh, director? Uh, you said movie style, obviously you kind of gave us, but is there a, a director that you've always kind of drawn inspiration from, or at least said that that was the person who made you want to get into this? Is there any, anything like that in there? The movie that I saw, and again, I wasn't, necessarily conscious of it of the, at the time because I I just I didn't really think director was I don't know I just didn't see it on my plate of options until I did it but Lisa Cholodenko she made her first movie was this movie called High Art mm -hmm. and when I saw that movie I thought this is I, I would love to create something like that. And I also love, um, you know, I've watched, I, a lot of times I'll watch movies based on the project I'm, I'm doing, you know, I, so, but I, I loved for this one. I, I loved early Gus Van Sant movies, oh. um, Cassavetes. We were watching this movie Bullhead by Michael Roscom. Um, and uh, I watched some um, Agnes Varda, um, French New Wave stuff. Um, I love the Duplass Brothers stuff. Um, there's, I mean, I'm I'm an independent film person. I I always prefer them. <laughs> I always prefer independent. Uh, that's just so far. That's my truth. <laughs> that's why I've, I've told these guys before in, indie film has always been <clears throat> my more favorite type filmmaking. It's a, uh, <clears throat> it's, I think it's harder. I think there is more passion and put into it. Um, not that big studios that, you know, don't have passion for it, but the indie people, they don't have the money that the studios have. They don't have all the resources. They don't have, um, you know, maybe that one actor that we can get and we know we can make money just by putting their name on the marquee or on, on, on the title of the movie. <clears throat> and I've always been more, uh, even though he's a little, he does some goofier stuff, but like Kevin Smith, um, I've always kind of liked him because I like dialogue heavy movies where it's, I don't need action, 
Um, you could put two guys in a room, like My Dinner with Andre. It's one of my favorite movies, just two guys talking in a restaurant. Um, them, Richard Linklater, you know, guys like that. And, you know, yeah. that also like, the intense what I love is, is those guys. And I, I've even read some or watched some interviews with them. And, and Richard Linklater, after a while, got, you know, into the Hollywood scene for a bit. And he got out of it, out of the big studios. Like, I'll, I'll just make movies back in Texas again. And he goes back to his roots because he doesn't like the constraint or he doesn't like the the overhead of people wanting to make changes and because they are funding it he can't have the control so um, I do appreciate the indie world a lot more and I, I think there's a lot more unique film that comes out of indie uh, indie film because nowadays even though I'm a big geek on it you know the Marvel stuff and the comic book you know they're all great and they're fun they're stuff that I used to you know read as a kid um, but now it's either comic book movies or just remakes and reboots of stuff I already watched in the 80s and 70s mm -hmm. and you know 90s and we're just redoing it whereas you find fresh new stories with you know fresh new talent and directors and actors and stuff and so that's why I've always kind of appreciated it myself. Yeah I I I really yeah Linklater is amazing and I I I, I think you know, it was interesting what they did with the Joker. And I think a lot of that happened through uh, Joaquin because that was, they really took this Marvel universe, but made it really personal. It, it felt a lot more like an independent film um, it because it was so character driven. And I, I loved that. And, and I think, so I think you can do it. I just think that um, you know, like P.T. Anderson, like he does a lot. It's it. I think you I don't know how you do it with the studios, but it it um, is, and I think, you know, it's even harder for for women too. I think women have a really hard time um, being trusted in that system. But I think that's changing. And I guess you just have to say i i'm you know whatever todd phillips did whatever pt anderson does i guess you do that to say i i gotta i gotta make it my way you know mm -hmm. yeah and that's what i like too is like they get to do it their way you know so yeah nobody else has control of that they could just say i'm doing it this is how i'm doing it so i think that's awesome yes that's the um, independent spirit right <laughs> hello welcome back <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You got to love technology sometimes. Yes. That was uh, just a brief word from our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we'll put the commercial. Yeah. Great. So before we, um, you know, cut off, we do have, you know, quite a few more questions for you. Um, so do you, you guys had some specifics, didn't you? You had a question? Um, yeah, I did have one question. I'm gonna lean in there. <laughs> Hi, Kimberly. Can you hear me? Hi. I remember you. <laughs> I'm the guy off the list. <laughs> um, going back to your past. Can you lean in a little bit more? I'm sorry. No, Sit no on worries. Lap. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just lean in. <laughs> Um, just talking about your past work a little bit, um, could you tell us about your debut uh, director film and what was that like as like a first time director? It was ideal. I, I mean, it, and I'm and I realize 
how blessed I am, but I, you know, it was a film called Rose's Turn and we shot it. It was about a homeless woman and we shot it in downtown LA. We went and, and looked at the, there's a lot of homeless people there. And, um, I had a great, uh, cast, uh, Rhonda Stubbins White, um, Claudia Ierni and, and Eric Dents. And um, it was a three-person film about this very wealthy uh, Swedish couple working in finance in LA. And this young woman is skating in, in downtown LA and she comes, she sees this homeless woman um, sweeping her, her area and approaches her and just out of the kindness of her heart says, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, would you, I want to help you. And, and she doesn't really, she's, she's, um, kind of in a bubble, a privileged bubble. She doesn't really realize what she's getting into and that she's, so I had a great producer named Chris Abernathy, um, and Matthew Halla. Uh, the same DP that did I heard Sarah and it, it just, it, everything felt very natural to me more than anything I'd done before. It, it really, it was really in flow. Um, I had done some rehearsal with the actors with this technique I'm telling you about uh, to really drop them into it. And it was beautiful. I, I have, it, I, it couldn't have gone better. It, it was a great, debut it got into and won a lot of festivals it went to con um i just it, it was really sort of this sort of nod from the universe kimberly this is what you should be doing <laughs> and i listened and just mainly because you know having trained as an actor having directed a lot of theater acting coach, writer, it's filmmaking is a place where all those skill sets are needed. And I didn't really realize it consciously that there, it, there was a place where everything could go together. Um, but now I do. So that's what I'm going after. It was great. It was really great. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> pops in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have something or you want to go ahead? Because I, I wanted to ask, kind of, you mentioned film festivals. So what kind of uh, experiences have you had at some of these film festivals? What was one of your favorite ones to be at or your best moment at one? I think um, the, the, well, there were a couple. There, there was uh, my second film, Faith, which is the most personal to me. I'm actually creating a series out of, out of inspired by that film. Um, it, it got into the New York uh, City Independent Film Festival, and I flew out there for it, and I, and it won. And I and I just I couldn't I just couldn't believe it. I mean being in New York and, you know, when you do these films, you kind of feel like, I hope one person gets it. <laughs> you know, if just one person gets it. So you never, you feel if it's, if it's really personal and you're, I, at least for me, I never feel like, oh, I'm sure it's going to 
really resonate. You're, 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 I feel shy and awkward and I'm sitting there in the audience like this. And, 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 and so that was just extraordinary to, to, to have that experience. And then there's a little festival in Victoria, Mm -hmm. Texas, and, um, they screened Rose's Turn, which was my first film, and Rhonda Stebbins White won Best Actress there. Oh, and okay. and they're great because that festival is so much about the filmmakers. It's not about anything else. It's you, you go see the film, then you get together and listen to music and eat and talk about the movies. And it just feels so good because Sometimes you go to a film festival and it's all about the red carpet and no one's talking to each other. But what I love about film festival culture is, you know, people like yourself, they, you guys really are into movies and you're into the filmmakers and you're, you know, that's a a rare experience for a filmmaker to, to people. You actually care about my movie and want to talk about it. And I really discovered that with with film festivals. Um, there's another great one in New York called the Chelsea Film Festival, and they they screened uh, a couple of them, including I Heard Sarah, and just a lot of talking about the the films and the themes and the actors and and asking questions like you're asking, and it just it means so much. You know, you you don't get that anywhere else. Oh, absolutely. Well, since you say you love those type of film festivals, I've got a great recommendation for one. That would be <laughs> the Sunscreen Film Festival here in St. Petersburg. They do it at, oh. every, at the end of April every year. And the film commissioner I, I talked, I mentioned to you earlier, um, you know, he started, he founded it 18 years ago, or well, 19 years ago, they had to shut down for a year because of when the pandemic was, was on, uh, you know, rearing its ugly face. Yeah, um, and they actually their motto is this is a film festival or a film festival for filmmakers by filmmakers so everybody mm-hmm. who's created or been a part of the film festival is somebody that's been in the industry whether they're still in or not uh, but at one point or currently are in the film industry and uh so you i think you would really like it I, I sure I would. That sounds amazing. I'd love to come. I'd love to bring a film there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, yeah, I know. Uh, we can talk offline about it, but I do have some of the people that we know that work for submission purposes, um, like where you would send it to the contact. You can get it through their website, but I can get you all that information offline. But it's definitely um, that's kind of how we were doing this at the beginning and. July of 2021 is when we started this podcast. Um, I I told you a little bit about that. I used to do film stuff and then kind of got out of it and then wanted to get the passion back in some way. So um, we knew him in the first year we were doing this. uh, The film commissioner said, hey, you guys come on out and do your show here. And so just like you were saying, uh, everybody's talking to everybody there. And then, you know, I've been to a few in the past myself. Um, It was they were brand new to it. So this was their first <clears throat> film festival, but, uh, you know, I told them, they're like, just go up and ask people if you can do interviews. So we were up on like a second level mezzanine just to kind of be out of the main crowd. Um, and everybody we walked up to, whether they, we had some directors, some producers, some actors, uh, audio tech people, all sorts of different, uh, branches of the mil- filmmaking. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, and we walk up and just cold approach to like, hey, we're doing a podcast, talk about movies. Can we do an interview? And every single one of them was like, absolutely, hundred percent. We're going right now. And it's so to your point, part of it is like those type film festivals. People are there because of their work, and they're there to talk about their work, and they're excited about talking about their work. So that's that was a really good one. So now we do this. We're gonna continue to do this every year at the film festival, um, and we'll be there as well. So. Again, definitely should check it out sometime. Yes, bring me out to Florida. Give me an excuse to come to Florida. Um, and that is so great to have a podcast out of a film festival. That's so smart, so wonderful. Because those are the podcasts I listen to too, you know, as a filmmaker. I'm sure most filmmakers do. We we want to hear those podcasts. There was another, I should say, I heard Sarah, there was another film festival called the Bare Bones Film Festival. And they appreciate the kind of films that we're talking about. Like when it's it's um, similar to yours, but they really also focus on when the uh, director is sort of doing everything like Robert Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. So I went out there <laughs> And it was in Muskegee, Oklahoma. And it was the coolest experience. It was this old art deco theater. And when I was out there, Scorsese and Di DiCaprio were out there shooting wow. uh, Flowers of the Moon. It was because it's Oklahoma is a really cool place to shoot, which I, I didn't know. And they took us to hear the blues, like blues, amazing blues music that I, I, I who knew it, it was out there. It was just a real specific cultural experience. They took such good care of us. And then I heard Sarah won the Robert Rodriguez Indie Autour Film of the Year Award. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, you guys get it. You get it. You get that we did everything to make this happen. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And we've been noticing just in, in our area and just by talking to all these people that are involved in, in the industry and people we've had on and interviewed, whether they be directors or actors and so on and so forth. Um, this area is blowing up now more and more for film. Like there's been films shot here before or a couple scenes, you know, uh, you know, we're famous for Cocoon. You know, that was done down here in Pasadena area. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Uh, Dolphin oh, Tale. cool. Yeah. Yeah, The Punisher, Dolphin Tale, all those stuff. But there's so many more indie films coming to the area now. And I mean, the big budget movies as well. And that was one of their goals is to basically, um, they, they do like grant stuff with the film commission. They find like rebates and stuff. So, hey, if you shoot your film here, you know, we'll get you back some of your money so whatever you're at the end of the day whatever your budget was if it doesn't make anything hey you're getting something back so they're basically just trying to bring the life of more and more film here and it's it's been a major influx not just the people moving here but also you know right. uh, a lot of you know actors and you know big a-list people are starting to come here um there's an actor that he loves from uh, Stargate and Parker Lewis can't lose Corin Nemec. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. So he's actually just recently moved to Clearwater down here in St. Pete area because um, he's working with uh, a company called Scatter Brothers Productions, who we got to know as well. They're part of the film festival. 
And so he said he's going to do a bunch of indie films down here now. So he just moved down here. So um, oh my gosh. About if you ever want to like bring fit night, this is definitely a place you Thank you so much. I have a film I could shoot there. I have a film I could shoot there. I, I That's exciting. That's exciting. Um, I, I love hearing that. And I, I want to come, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. And if you need any extra, any, any yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely, without a doubt, no problem. Just I will. Guy in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy was signed. Yeah, was signed. <laughs> that's all he needs. He doesn't even need his name. <laughs> yeah, great. No, that sounds so good. I wish I'd known about it. Um last year when we were doing our our film festival uh rounds but now i do <laughs> yeah and and they're constantly talking about it you know they, they start like i said it, it basically it begins at the end of april it's april 27th to the 30th it's usually the last weekend of april beginning of may um so i don't know about like submission times but they start taking submissions for the next year like in june and july if yeah. i remember correctly so mm -hmm. just a couple months afterwards they're already um, you know, grinding away at get, getting the next year's uh, process going. And that's what's really good about it. It's, it's grown so much and it's a fun experience. It's not an old, um, <clears throat> like an art house thing. It's actually what they do is there's a, a courtyard area with a big AMC theater, movie theater. And so they take over the entire theater. So they use the theaters to, for screenings, but then they do workshops in some of them. Uh, it's mm. really fun. So, you know, just wanted to let you know. And again, we'll talk offline about that. Um, you know more and i can get you that info and you know we'll go from there but uh definitely great place to think about filming your next you know movie if you ever need a beautiful scenery or you know yeah. I mean, there's a lot to see here i mean our downtown st pete area is quite nice i mean yeah beautiful area very got a lot of history to it as well so just just something oh, for thank you. you so much no this i'm telling you that's that's a really good uh info for me and and I love, I, I've led a couple of workshops at film festivals too. I love doing that. I, I love the whole, the whole culture. It's one of my favorite things in life is film festival culture. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I could live there. I wish I could just live in film festivals. <laughs> well, in my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my opinion. Film festival is the one place, especially like, and in, in, in the type we're talking about that, that we like, it's it's the one place where you're never going to find a bad vibe. Like everything, everybody's there. It, although that's a competition, you want best film, you want best picture. Everybody is still there to support each other because they all know what it took to get there and what it took yeah. to push So you're never going to be like, it's going to be like a, a fair game, you know, mm -hmm. like, hey, fair play. You did, you did, obviously you did a great job and everybody recognized it, but there's never any really negativity in those type of places. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about why we're all in this, not and the business of it sometimes can feel not like that. So yeah, just that connection with people that that are doing the same thing you're doing or love the same things you're loving is it's priceless, really. It's great. Nice. Um, I, I do have a you know a couple other questions. Obviously, we got some time here. Um, so when we first kind of got connected to you. Um, there was a company that reached out. It's uh, Jane Owen PR. Can yeah. um, you kind of tell us a little bit about that company, how you guys have uh, connected to each other and kind of 
a little bit about yeah that? i mean this was part of the learning curve you know i was telling you like next time i'll know all of the steps to plan for in the beginning but this one was just every step of the way it was like oh you got distribution oh my god what do we do now so then uh, you know you learn it on the spot but the next thing was you know you need a a pr person because um you know they're sending it out to you know all of these interviewers all of these reviewers and and you want someone managing all of that for you so I reached out to a friend of mine and um, he recommended Jane. He said, she's, she's a re she does amazing work with uh, independent film. And so I went to Dan Adeniev, the, the lead actor and also EP of I Heard Sarah. And I just said, listen, there's this new tier here. What do you want to do? And he's like, no, let's do it. I'm, you know, I'm, he's like, I'm so thrilled. We're, we're streaming. We got this great distribution. Let's, let's do this right. So he talked to Jane and, um, and she's been great. And, you know, and I was really nervous because I hadn't had a film reviewed before. I mean, I was, I thought, oh my God, what if it's, what if people don't like it? You know, what if, and we've gotten really solid reviews. We've had these amazing interviews like this one. And so she's, she's really good. I couldn't recommend her more highly, Jane Owen. Nice. Yeah. That was actually, it was, it was a very exciting for us as well. Like when we got the email, like I said, we're, we're still fairly new, but you know, we we're growing quickly and we we're expanding out there. But when I heard that we, while well, we hit the West coast, <laughs> I was like, we made it now. It's like we hit LA. I was like, we're a movie podcast and we made it to Hollywood. So <laughs> hey, what, right. I mean, yeah. listen, she's she's picky too. I, I'm sure you guys are doing great because they are not, you know, if they reach out to you, you're that they must really love what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> on your new expansion. <laughs> 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 well that's fantastic um yeah no I, lo I love talking about the you know the film festivals is there do you have if you can talk about it is there any like next project maybe if it's not even in a pre-production state of it's just something an idea you have like what is the movie you want to make like what's the next one you'd really love to make I have a movie um called the man inside that I'm ready to make right now. That's the one that could shoot. It's set on, on a university campus. So I have been looking outside of LA at, um, I looked a little bit in Texas. Um, now that you said St. Petersburg, I'm happy to look there. I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I, I can't wait to make this film. I, I personally, my managers didn't do this, but I just wanted to see if it resonated. So I sent it out to, um, screenplay uh, contests at film festivals all over the country and in Europe, and it and it keeps placing in or, and or winning. So I was like, okay, if it's resonating, I I'm getting a green light. So right now they they have it out to a couple big act actresses for the lead role, and are talking to financiers. But as soon as I get someone, I'm I am ready to go called the man inside and it's it's a really it's a really great story and um 
Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Well, we look forward to I hope I hope I hope a producer is listening to this right now. I've got your <laughs> next <laughs> great characters, uh, great relationships, really unique. Going to be fun. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope I hope it, you know you get that going as soon as possible. Absolutely. Me too. Tomorrow, right now. <laughs> All right, we'll talk tomorrow then again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you have anything? Oh, no, I just don't want to keep talking the voice here, man. You know, voice. <laughs> Every question I come to, you're already at home. Okay. <laughs> well, so um, has there been, uh, trying to think, of, I kind of wanted to ask this question. It's, it, it's just, um, has there been anybody you've really, really enjoyed? I mean, you obviously enjoy working with a lot of the people, uh, you know, on movies you've worked on. Has there been uh, one really even greater experience than anything else on any movie that you've you've worked on? Like where, whether it's with a, one of the the actors or you know one of the crew, where it's just like it's just an overall, it's just the best experience you've ever had. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I feel like. Every movie has a, you know, has a few moments of inspiration that are unexpected. That's what I love is when, um, you know, actors like in, in, I heard Sarah, the three guys, um, Dana Deniev, Cameron Jones and Ethan Harris Riggs, when we were, like setting up a shot, they would go off and, and just start writing music together as they just did it on their own. No one told them to do that. So the, they were the band in, in the, in the movie. And so they, had, they wrote a song together and, and it was really good. And so it's in the movie, we put it in, we were like, no, let's, let's shoot that. Okay. And so, you know, when, when actors are so inspired that they, do something that is beyond my own imagination. Like had I thought they should do, had I thought of that, I would have said, you guys go write a song together because it would be more authentic. You're a band, but I didn't think of it. They did. And, you know, so when actors really, you know, take it and, and come up with their own brilliant ideas, like when Ethan Harris Riggs, his character skate, he ran up to that TMZ bus again, like, I wouldn't have said do that, but it was, it was so fabulous that he did. And this last short I made now and never, um, the DP was, was incredible. It was the first um, female DP I'd worked with, Leah Nova, and she came up with the most creative shots and she was just, just such a badass. She, she got, like a million dollars of um equipment um and lenses and stuff it was a i don't know it was it was it, they weren't worth a million dollars but there was like I, there was some kind of she got a ton of stuff donated just so that we could get these really special shots um in my movie faith which has uh Britt Lauer from Severance and Jessica Bohr from 
from Shameless, who's doing a, an off-Broadway play right now with uh, Diane Wiest. There is this shot where she is this guy's saying, you need to trust love and I want you to love me. And and I have a close-up on her and just one single tear just starts coming down her face. You know, it's just these moments that come out of the shoot that you don't plan are are always, you know, the best, mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I also wanted to ask, um, <clears throat> you know, when we speak of, <clears throat> like you said, you're getting the really cool shots and the different lenses. Uh, do you, would you say you have like a very, uh, a specific style that you like things shot, how you like a movie shot? Um, you know, like some have like a, a dark and gritty look, you know, some have a very abstract kind of feel. Do you feel that you have a specific style or if not, is there a specific style you would like to going forward, put in all your films? I really choose the shots based on, um, you know, the, the perspective. Um, so I, I think people feel I have a certain, um, aesthetic, which is, uh, kind of edgy and and visceral and raw and um, strong POV in all my films. Um, but I I would say that each one varies a little bit depending on um, what I want to concentrate on in the story. But yeah, I think I'm you know I'm very character driven. I'm I'm uh, it's I like a lot of handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, you know. A, I like to get inside the character's head. So we kind of feel what they're feeling um, across the board. Those three things are, are definitely going to always be with me. Nice. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've always just found it's, <clears throat> it's so unique. Uh, uh, we sent out on a, on a post recently in our social media, you know, basically ask people like, um, you know, who's a director you could name off the top of your head just based on a style like me. I, I, I can recognize Kevin Smith all day long. Uh, I was originally going to say Richard Linklater, but his style changes every time. Like that guy is all over the board. I mean, from Dazed and Confused to uh, uh, Scanner Darkly. I mean, they're completely different <laughs> movies and different shot completely differently. But at the beginning, when he does his real indie stuff, he has a very unique let's stick to Texas, you know, it's usually like Austin or something. Um, usually low end places or not low end, but not well-known places, usually a, a suburban neighborhood or something. And uh, he kind of sticks to those type things and very family driven or friend driven type storylines. But yeah, we send out, we get a few responses, but um, that's why I like to ask everybody we, we talk to if they've directed, if they feel, you know, they have that, you know, specific style or something. So I do like that though. Yeah. And I think I don't really love it when people say, what's your genre? Because while I'm sure I have my own aesthetic, I think like you're saying, I mean, when he did, you know, before sunrise, that series, he's in Paris and, you know, and then when he does days and confused, it's this, you know, slice of life of, of Texas. And, I think, why do we have to limit ourselves? I mean, maybe, you know, we envision something different based on the story. Um, yeah, so so that that's how I work too. But 
um, there's still priorities like a value system, like with Linkladder, it's always character driven. Like he, he always gets you inside the head of the, of the characters. It's not about the style or the, you know, the amazing shots first. It's, it's the characters first. Oh yeah. And that's kind of goes along with them. <clears throat> like I said, I like the dialogue heavy. It's all about, like I said, the character. So it comes in the conversations. The conversations help not only define and drive the character, but also help them evolve later. So, you know, yeah. you have like the before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, three movies all in a row. <clears throat> but if you watch the first one <clears throat> and go to how the characters end up in the third one, they're completely different. I mean, they're the same people, but they have, you know, they've, they've had that long time together. <clears throat> and I don't want to tell the whole story because we don't have that much time, but you know, they're, <laughs> You can see how much they've evolved and grown by the third movie and changed. So it's, I kind of like that. Yeah. And he's, I really respect him because he works with the actors. You know, he worked with Judy Delphi and Ethan Hawke because he really wanted the stories to feel truthful. And so, you know, them and, you know, from a younger stage, a middle stage, and then a married stage of life. It's like, how do you feel? What are your stories? And really making it again personal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Well, I'm, we're going to be, we got a few minutes left um, with you. So um, just if there's anything else you'd like to uh, plug or put out there uh, for anybody out there, uh, <clears throat> again, I know we've already talked about what you've done, but if there's anything else you'd like to uh, present before we have to say our goodbyes, unfortunately. Um, and uh, and then we'll. I have one last question for you after that, and then we'll we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. Well, what, what I would love is for people to get the movie. It's streaming on um, everywhere. You know, um, Apple TV, iTunes, um, Amazon, Google Play. Uh, it's VOD. So um, please, you know, have a look and and. Um, you know, there's a lot of good music in it too. We had a great composer that composed all the, all the music from the, our lead character's voice. So uh, I'd love people to, to have a look and, and um, that would be great. Just, it just released a, a couple of weeks ago. Very nice. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we have a tradition with everybody we interview. <laughs> Do you have a one and all favorite movie or favorite genre? Oh my gosh, that's always so hard. And that's you. Um, <laughs> does everyone say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's really so difficult for me because I watch so many movies all the time. It's it's um you know, I I guess the two movies and again, these are movies that are influencing the screenplay I told you about that I'm, I'm the film I want to make, but, um, it, uh, high art by Lisa Chilodenko and goodwill hunting by Gus Van Sant. It's kind of a mixture of those two movies. And I, those are movies that I could watch again and again and again. And I also, uh, Magnolia by PT Anderson. I just, um, adore, um, Oh my God. It's so hard. 
I, I, I think you named some solid ones already. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you off the hook after that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, you say one and then five more come in, into one's mind. But <laughs> I'm a victim of the same response. I, I was like, I can't just pick one. But, you know, that's we do like to ask that question. So um, but we are about out of time. Kimberly, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, we hope to have you back on again sometime if you'd like. I uh, love it. Thank awesome. you. Um, so we always have a closing out and we'd like you to join us. So uh, that's all the time we have for Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I have Gavin Bunch. I'm Dr. Paul. And to our special guest. I'm Kimberly Harris. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.